this is William Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. And I want to welcome you back to My Quest to Teach Digital Evangelism, where I share words of encouragement, um, strategies, help to inspire and motivate um, my family in the Church of Christ and how to use, how to implement how to integrate technology into ministry in evangelism ministry outreach collaboration uh, with the community and even in the broader spectrum broader uh, areas of um, national and international churches of christ ministries <clears throat> excuse me that follow christ and it is such an honor to come today I am actually recording this on the 1st of June, and it's, for me, it's a wonderful day because in nine days, it is my birthday on June 10th, and I always consider June the month to celebrate fathers. Um, I know mothers have their Mother's Day in May, <clears throat> and I'm not trying to take anything from that, but I want to celebrate fathers, and I want to make it be known that I, as a father, appreciate the work that other fathers are doing and the works that they do, not just in the home, but the fathers that are out in the communities, working in the communities to make other children's lives better. And um, since I've been in education, that has been my goal and that has been my focus to help other teachers, excuse me, to help other fathers, <laughs> not just teachers. I am a teacher as well. Um, to help, to help other fathers um, go through the process of fatherhood. There, there, there are multiple books on it, but unless you actually am a father or are a father and, and taking responsibility as a father for the seed that you planted, um, you know, God is watching fathers into what we're doing because <clears throat> he created man first. And because he created first, we have an innate responsibility to make the world a better place. We have to make sure that we are following our father's um, expectations, of reaching his expectations, and that also we are teaching each generation that comes up the value and importance of, <clears throat> first of all, increasing our faith, which is important. Accepting Christ as our Savior, that is important. Um, learning about and humbling ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit, that's important. Um, learning about, interpreting, teaching, using scripture as a guiding principle to be in this world, but not of the world. And that's very important as well. And all of those combined um, requires um, a mental and emotional commitment that um, cannot be denied. We must take our place as leaders. We must take our place as mentors. We must take our place as role models for young men and the young women that are watching us um, grow and mature and um, are supposed to be in the roles of leadership. Um, leadership also means that you can humble yourself to be a servant. A good leader is also a good servant. And Christ proved that in his ministry, um, the things, the healing that he did, but also how he was patient with 
um, the, the disciples, how he was, um, uh, how he treated women, how he um, humbled himself before, you know, his father, and and through his prayers, how he talked to his father in a respectful, loving, uh, humbled manner, and. You know, somewhere along the line, men are not teaching that to their sons. Um, men are neglecting the fact that they have planted a seed in the womb of a woman and that that seed is growing or begins to grow mature and men are rejecting it. Um, that's leading the, the mothers, the women to raise um, the children, the men, the man child um, and trying to teach that man child how to be a man, which I'm not saying that they can't because my mother and grandmother uh, raised myself, my sister, my brother, but still they did the best that they can, they could, but still there were things missing that they could not teach myself and my brother. Um, the Lord blessed us with good role models in our community that um, opened their, their hearts and opened their, their homes and, um, allowed us to enter and be part of their family, which we desperately needed. At the time, we didn't know we needed, but we were, as we got older, we were thankful that we that we did receive that. Uh, being a part of the church was important because being a man does not mean that you neglect God. That means you embrace God even more. You humble, his, you humble yourself to the Holy Spirit to learn as much as you can about being a man through scripture. And you take in the fact that, yes, life is sometimes hard. Sometimes life doesn't seem fair. Sometimes life seems overly dramatic. But you learn to take the times and apply what you have learned from scripture, from uh, ministerial role models, from those that uh, we as young men look up to and admire. And we look at the accomplishments. We should also look at some of the failures because failure teaches you a lot about a man's commitment to what he's trying to accomplish and a man's commitment to his family and a man's commitment to the Lord. Um, so I wanted to share um, 25 things fathers should consider in building a better person within themselves. And there's a lot going on with the pandemic, but I wanted to rest assured that when speaking about fathers, I speak it uh, respectfully, respectfully and honorably. So the 25 things fathers should consider in building a better person within themselves. I'm going to do the first 12 uh, for today. Um, and this, this uh, podcast is going to be posted on Tuesday, June 2nd, or for Tuesday, June 2nd. And the second part is going to be um, available on uh, Tuesday, June 3rd. And I know I have my dates mixed up um, I, and I'll, I'll make the necessary changes. So if I say the dates and it's not that date uh, because I try to plan ahead in advance, um, then please forgive me. I don't mean to try to confuse anyone because I do try to plan ahead. Sometimes that confuses me. I mean, we're only human. Uh, we each and every day try to do our best. And I try to provide quality programming. So I do believe my dates are off in June. but it is still June 1st, and I'm happy it's here. And June 10th, I am going to be uh, 59 years old, so I'm celebrating that. So let's start. Let's get this. Let's just get this going. 
And uh, it's good to have humor. It's good to laugh at yourself sometimes because we're not perfect. And that that is a humbling experience to know, okay, I make mistakes. I can laugh it off. I can blow it off. But but like with anything, fathers should go to Christ in prayer and praise with their children and families. Okay? And it's good to pray with your families. It's good to pray with your church, um, in your church. It's good to pray with your children. It's good to pray with your wife. It's good to pray with your girlfriend. It's good to pray with your fiance. So you know what direction spiritually you are going. And as fathers, leading prayer as a father of the, of the household to establish a consistent fellowship and covenant with the Lord. And we are losing some of these words, uh, fellowship and covenant, um, with the terms that apply to our obedience to the Lord. And saying that you're going to start praying with the family and doing it, we have to remember are two different things. So once you say that you're going to start a Bible study, or once you say that you're going to start praying with the family, um, don't set a specific date. Do it right then and there. Because the Lord sees your heart and he sees your intentions. You can't hide your heart and you can't hide your intentions from the Lord. Fathers should be true to their word, especially in speaking to and about the Lord. Because your children will follow you. Your children will look to you and see what you're doing. And actually, if you follow through with what you're saying. Uh, Number two, fathers make mistakes. But own up to them and correct the mistakes you have made. Fathers should not blame anyone else for their mistakes. Working not to repeat the same mistakes, okay? But we must make sure that uh, we are modeling responsibly and accountably to set a good example for our children and, you know, in the community. Because people are watching us. We may not know it, but trust me, as a teacher, I'm an educator of 32 years. Um, I could be going to the store, and next thing you know, you know, on the weekend, and then Monday coming to school, I'll have a student or two students say, hey, I saw you at the store. Um, you were wearing this, and you were wearing that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry I didn't see you. Next time, you know, you can come up to me and say hi, and I can meet your family. So being professional, but you never know who's watching you. You never know who's taking in what you're doing, and you never know as a role model, your behavior in public, how that influences young minds. Uh, Number three, fathers, discipline your children with love, not with physical violence, verbal harm, or destruction of a child's self-esteem and self-confidence. Emotional damage lasts a lifetime and creates damaged adults that have challenges trusting and having faith in others. So we must be sure, fathers, you know, we talk about back in the day when we, you know, we got beat or beat down or all that kind of stuff. And even in scripture, um, it says not to not to spare the rod, but God punishes us out of love. And we must reciprocate and punish our children out of love for rightfully things that they that they have not done. So that means. If a child just doesn't know, he just or she just doesn't know. And that's a different type of punishment. That's like, okay, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to let you know what's going on. I'm going to let you know what you did wrong. I'm going to fuss at you a little bit, but I'm going to do it in love. They do it again. Maybe they didn't understand the first time. Okay, come here. Let me talk to you a little bit harsher, 
and let you know that that, that behavior, those actions, or those words were unacceptable. So, hey, you know, let's not do it again. Grow from it. Then if it happens again, then as my grandmother would say, I'm going to send you out to the tree and you get a switch. And uh, we're going to get down to business because somewhere you're not understanding what the expectations are or you're not understanding what you're doing is wrong. So, But you're still doing it out of love. And you're not trying to beat a child down. You're not trying to um, show them that violence is what's necessary. But you're trying to show them that, hey, you know, when I ask you to do something or I really tell you to do something, please take me serious. Because you never know, it may save your life um, in the future. So discipline is an individual thing. Um, I can't say that, that I'm, a, I'm a perfect disciplinarian. I'm not. But you have to judge and gauge your children. And then we also have to know the fruit does not fall far from the tree and take that in consideration. Uh, number four, fathers take their children, families to church and Bible study to receive the word of God and meditate on these words to empower, inspire, and strengthen the family unit. That is the goal, to strengthen the family unit and to keep the family under the covenant that the father and the man has made with, with our Lord. The other thing is, save souls and keep souls saved. It's a beautiful thing to know that the whole family is saved. It's a beautiful thing that the whole family has received salvation and that they have a, a, a heavenly home to go to. Um, passing away or death is a part of life and people handle it differently. But knowing that you're saved, knowing that you're doing the best that you can as a Christian, knowing that, he, that you accept the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, makes a big difference in your behavior and demeanor in the world. So when you say you're going to do something in the church, you say you're going to do a Bible study, you say you're going to um, participate more in church, it's not an individual decision, it's a family decision because the family is part of this process. Even during this time of a pandemic, fathers should set the time during the week to attend church, even if it is online or over the radio or in other ways. So that way you, you stop the distractions. There shouldn't be any distractions while you're attending service, whether it's online or offline. Even if you're attending a Bible study, um, this is a time, a good time to train up your children so that they under, uh, that they, so that they understand that during Bible study, it is very important because we are studying the Lord's word and we should be respectful and mannerable at all times. Um, we are almost coming. We're almost, or we are coming out of a pandemic. So with that, fathers still need to be cautious about their actions and their behaviors. Uh, if necessary, wear a mask. Continue to pray for good health and protection from what could be harmful to yourself and your family. Uh, number five, fathers are not perfect and should not try to be perfect. Always ask God for wisdom, direction, and discernment. I'm going to say that one again. Always ask God for wisdom, direction, and discernment. Seek God's spirit to direct in God, not just the father's steps, but all that are in the home. God does does hear a father's voice. Remember, God made man first in his image, 
So why would God ignore his creation? We are his creations. So why would he ignore us? And why wouldn't you um, praise and worship the Lord, our God? Um, we have to accept that God's spirit is in us, that we are a part of him. He is a part of us. So we are accountable and we are responsible for our actions and our behaviors. It is important that our children understand that too, because through our acceptance of God, through our obedience, through our humility, he will provide the spirit that is that allows for discernment. He will provide um, wisdom. He will provide a direction that you will lead your family. And even though, you know, sometimes we don't understand all of this, but just knowing that God provides for us when we ask for it and we do what we're supposed to do, that he will continue to bless us and move us in the direction that we should go. Um, number six, fathers don't blame others for their weaknesses, but work to strengthen themselves in the word of God through prayer and reading. Comprehension and interpretation of scripture. Reading the Bible once, listen to a sermon once, does not bring understanding. It takes study and contemplation. So we just can't, read it one time and think we know everything. And it just galls me a little bit when somebody says, oh, I read the Bible. I read it from the beginning to the end. And, and it, I know a lot of stuff. And But you're fooling yourself because you don't take the time to study the Bible, to sit down and read it, to write it out, to comprehend it and know how to apply it to worldly situations and worldly people. Um, we're not expected to be supermen. That's a fallacy. That's a comic book. That's a television show. That's a movie. But we can strengthen ourselves through the word of God, through prayer, reading, comprehension, and interpretation of scripture. So it is very important that our children see us reading the Bible, that they read with us. Can't you imagine how powerful it would be for a father to, in his home, um, in their home, in the family's home, to study the Bible together, to read together, and to have a Bible study. Um, number seven, fathers will not follow the guys when they are disrespecting women. This sets an inappropriate and dangerous model for their sons to follow, follow and will show a father's daughters that it is okay to be disrespected by words, deeds, and actions of other men. So we all remember the Me Too movement, right? So fathers, just imagine somebody's um, disrespecting your child, your daughter, um, putting their hands on her, saying all kind of inappropriate and rude stuff. Now, if you were in that situation, I'm sure you would say something. So we must teach our daughters how to uh, behave, react, and have higher expectations of other people. Um, about their personal space, their value as human beings and women, and that they are and they should be shown respect all the time. And we must instill that value in our daughters. Who can do that? Fathers can do it. Mothers can teach those skills as well. I'm not saying mothers can't, but I'm saying a father's words are powerful. And if more fathers would teach their daughters and if more fathers would teach their sons, then this the harassment would lessen and lessen and lessen because if you teach a child at an early age, he's more than likely or she's more than likely 
not to do disrespectful or harmful things in the future. Because the expectation is that I'm going to teach you how to be respectful. I'm going to teach you how to be honest. I'm going to teach you how to be ethical. I'm going to be, I'm going to teach you how to be God-centered. So it's your responsibility to follow what I teach you because it does have consequences in the world if you continue to follow or if you choose not to follow. So we must be really sure, fathers, that we are teaching our children, especially our daughters, how to protect themselves, how to defend themselves. And I'm not saying with violence, with words and how to diffuse a situation that may be dangerous for them. Uh, fathers, don't block your child's anointing with ungodly actions, behaviors and deeds that may be repeated by their children as they mature into adults. Fathers, we are role models through our words, deeds, and actions. And a father, again, may never know who's watching us or, 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 and or imitating us. So we have to be careful. Don't block your child's anointing. If your son or your daughter says they want to be a doctor, expose them to doctor things. Um, expose them, take them to the library where they can read up on medicine. Take them to conferences. Um, have them uh, network with doctors. Have them, uh, when they, as they're going through school, uh, if possible, join clubs or organizations that's in medicine or nursing. Uh, don't block your child's uh, anointing by talking bad about their child. You know, it's disheartening as a, as a teacher to hear parents say, you know, you're not smart enough to be able to do this and you can't do that. And why you want to do this? And, and, and you know, just being real, I'm African-American, um, a father telling the child, okay, black people don't do this or black people don't do that. You know, we cannot afford to put our children in a box. We have to uplift them inspire them and encourage them to be the best that they can be. Uh, fathers, ask the Lord for discernment to recognize the sign of trouble, chaos and confusion before they happen. Scripture says no weapon formed against me shall prosper, meaning that weapons will be formed, but they will have no effect when used. And we must teach that to our children, that prayer does work that discernment does keep you out of trouble, that it will keep chaos and confusion from their minds and from their spirits, to study the scripture, to understand how to behave and how to act in a world that may seem to hate them. But as Christians, we are persecuted or we have been persecuted throughout history. So that's nothing new, but we must tell our children, we must teach our children how to handle it. And how to handle it is through cons consistent prayer uh, praying for discernment, praying for wisdom. And this is going to be the last one. This is, this is 10. This is, this is 10. And we'll continue at another time. Fathers, model respect for the spirit of the church and church representation. Being a disciple of Christ is not easy. Even the apostles met the challenges. They allowed the Holy Spirit to take over and use them. Fathers, even in the 21st century, must allow this Holy Spirit to use them even today. That means that fathers respect the spirit of the church. Don't put it down. Don't talk about it. Don't blaspheme. Don't gossip. And don't allow your household to do that as well. Because those cursings, those words will come back 
And the Holy Spirit is something that you just do not want to play with. So we must continue to speak positive. We must continue to be in prayer. We must be continuing to be in purpose because our job as Christians is to save souls and keep souls saved. So how are we able to do that when we blaspheme and when we talk about those members, particularly the leadership in the church? I hope I have shared some important information with you. Um, I appreciate your attention um, every Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thank you for your continued support. Um, this is uh, June. I've been faithful and keeping up uh, every Tuesday and Thursday in the podcast. I think I may have missed uh, two days back in April, but I love it. I enjoy it, and I will continue it. God willing. God bless, and talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.